It was a hot February day in the Barossa Valley, a well-known wine region of Australia. I was cooking in a challenge under a wrought iron roof in the sun for about 20 fabulous food producers from the region. I'm making from scratch a stock as the basis for what will be the dish of the day. But at the time, my focus was on the fact that two of my food heroes are walking towards me. They can tell by the smell of what I'm cooking what the dish is that I'm making. But the moment I still remember above many of the things these accomplished chefs said to me during my time on MasterChef was the words, Oh, he's even made a bouquet garni. Why, I thought. Does no one make or use bouquet garnies anymore? What will this mean for my dish? Will it be too old-fashioned? Well, I think that the fact that my cock vam was the best dish of the day, out of six that day, the addition of flavour from the bouquet garni must have made a difference. Don't you? Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French chefs and cooks. Today, we're continuing the A to Z of French herbs. Essentially, there's only one thing that gives flavour to most French dishes, and that's a group of three herbs combined to form what they call the bouquet garni. But what is a bouquet garni? And is it old-fashioned to use it, or just as essential today as it's always been? Let's find out, shall we? Sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisson, maybe some delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs, the bouquet garni. The Larousse Gastronomic has a few paragraphs devoted to the bouquet garni. There are similar facts to what I'm about to mention, but interestingly, there's also some contradictions. I love a good contradiction. So here's what the important resource of French food, the Larousse Gastronomic, has to say. The bouquet garni, a selection of aromatic plants used to flavour a sauce or stock, they are usually tied together in a small bundle to prevent them from dispersing in the liquid and are removed before serving. A bouquet garni generally consists of two to three sprigs of parsley, one sprig of thyme and one or two dried bay leaves, but its composition may vary according to local resources. Sage and rosemary go into the Italian macetto, which is also like a bouquet garni, and celery, leek and savoury can be added or a strip of orange zest. In Provence, rosemary is always added. In old French cookery, bouquet garnies contained cloves as well as herbs, but the whole bundle was wrapped in a thin slice of bacon. A bouquet garni may also be enclosed in a small muslin cheesecloth bag. So now that we've covered the Larousse gastronic version of the bouquet garni, I pose the question... What is a bouquet garni? The bouquet garni is translated in French as a garnished bouquet and is spelled bouquet, not to be confused with bucket. B-O-U-Q-U-E-T Garni G-A-R-N-I 
and is a bundle of herbs that are usually tied together with string and used to flavour stocks, soups, casseroles and stews in French cuisine. Usually a bouquet garni will be cooked with other ingredients in these dishes and then removed at the end of the cooking process before the dish is served. This is because all the flavour and nutrients that have been in the bouquet garni have been given up and it's done its job, so to speak. Most French have a standard recipe for a bouquet garni, which will be thyme, bay leaf and parsley. This is tied together with some string, or sometimes it's tied together with some chives or even the stems of the parsley. But the bouquet garni can also have other herbs added to it, like basil, rosemary and tarragon. Also, some people add vegetables to the bouquet garni, like carrot leaves, celery stalks, celerac, leeks and onion. I myself often place my bouquet garni inside a leek leaf and wrap this up with chives. The people in Provence often even add dried citrus, like oranges in particular, to their bouquet garni. You can use cheesecloth, muslin or even a coffee filter to wrap the ingredients of a bouquet garni in. This can be then tied up with butcher's twine but this should not be confused with sachets of herbs, which are completely different to a bouquet garni here in France. One of the most important things with a bouquet garni preparation is to never use an elastic band to keep it all together, or plastic string. This will leave a terrible taste to your dish. No one needs rubber or plastic in our food. Many thrifty chefs and cooks are very resourceful with their bouquet garnies and often use vegetable scraps to wrap around them. But one of my favourite things to learn whilst researching the bouquet garni for you all was to hear that some chefs use a strip of bacon to wrap up their bouquet garnies. Any excuse to get some bacon in a dish, I'd say, is yum. Some of the most famous and fabulous dishes in French cuisine that have bouquet garnies added to them as an ingredient include the boeuf bourguignon, the blanket de veau, boulebets, cassoulet, coque au vin, the dish that I made on MasterChef that was actually the dish of the day. Did I say that? Hmm, I think I might have. Onion soup or soup de onion, lapin chasseur, ossebuco, pot au feu, and poule There is an art to making a bouquet garni though. It's not about equal amounts of ingredients that go into it. Instead, you should choose the ingredients and the amount of the ingredients in your bouquet garni by their proportions according to their strengths and properties. It's this combination of which must produce a high taste without letting anyone dominate. That makes the art of the bouquet garni one that's not as simple as you might believe. Once you've cracked that art though, you have got it made. While the bouquet garni's exact origins are unknown, French cooks began using aromatic herb bundles in their dishes documented to back in the 1600s, where they were doing this to add subtle flavours to their dishes. It was first described in 1651 in the book Le Cuisine Francais, the first book to list the culinary advances of the 17th century. 
Chef Francois Pierre de la Varenne explained how to use the bouquet garni, amongst other things he taught in this book. But the use of the bouquet garni really has not changed much since then. One of the best things to do during summer, when your parsley and thyme is in abundance, is to make loads of bouquet garnis and freeze them for use during winter. They will last for several months. Fresh extras can also be kept in an airtight container in the fridge. You can make your own fresh bouquet garnis, of course, but you can also have dried ones. And in fact, in possibly every supermarket or market in France, you will find dried bouquet garnis. But usually, it's just thyme and bay leaves. They usually are sols, which is French for without parsley. Sons is French for without, not sons is French with without parsley. Do you get what I mean? A tip for making your bouquet garni is not to cut the string flush with the knot that keeps it together. If you leave length to the strings, that will leave you with a tie that you can use to tie to the handles of the pot that you're cooking in, and then it's easy to retrieve. If you have plenty of the herbs that go into a bouquet garni in your garden, why not make some and give to your favourite foodie? It's the perfect gift, dried or fresh. The plants contained in a bouquet garni are excellent for digestion, low in calories and high in antioxidants. They provide the body with various essential nutrients such as iron, vitamin C and K, magnesium, they are all present in large quantities in the bouquet garni. The bouquet garni also has significant antiseptic and antibacterial virtues. Bay leaves, as mentioned in the previous episode of the A to Z of French herbs, are very powerful antiviral and antifungal and are often recommended in case of digestion disorders, oral discomfort and joint pain. The terms bouquet garni and spice sachet are often used interchangeably when it comes to the bouquet garni, but they are not the same. According to Auguste Escoffier, School of Culinary Arts, a bouquet garni is defined as a sachet of herbs containing parsley, thyme and bay leaf that you add to soups and sauces and then remove before serving the dish. Similarly, though, a sachet is defined as a, a small bag usually made of cheesecloth containing herbs and spices and is placed into soups, stews, stocks, and then removed before serving your meal. Both are bundles of herbs you can add to a hot dish that cooks for a long period of time. The main difference is that a traditional bouquet garni always contains fresh parsley, thyme and bay leaf and can be tied by twine or enveloped with cheesecloth. A sachet can have any herbs or spices and is always packaged in a cheesecloth. So a sachet of herbs isn't a bouquet garni. Modern chefs of the day are still using a bouquet garni, with it being an essential part of many recipes and cookbooks to date. A continuing trend though, is the fact that they are using them without calling it a bouquet garni. Often you will see a chef say to add a bay leaf, 
parsley stems and some thyme to a dish and remove after cooking before you serve. Well, you've just added a bouquet garni. It's just not being tied together. Think about it next time you're using a recipe from your favourite new French chef. But thankfully, for all of those chefs out there using the deconstructed method, there are still ones that recognise the bouquet garni for what it is. A boost of flavour to any dish that you add it to. I'd love to bring you a quote from a fabulous foodie that relates to this episode. And when researching and writing this A to Z of French herbs, I was drawn to something that famed chef James Beard once said. It's simple, but when it comes to French food and cuisine and the simplicity of such ingredients like the bouquet carni, this quote came to mind. James Beard once said, Food is our common ground, a universal experience. Although he wasn't referencing that quote to the bouquet garni, really, how universal an ingredient can you get when it comes to the bouquet garni? That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté! As an Australian living in rural France, my life is all about cooking, eating and living life the French way. Meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over 1,500 French cheeses and sharing these fabulous experiences with you. I hope you are enjoying them. If you like this episode of Fabulously Delicious, please share it around with your friends and family. Give me a rating if you're listening via Apple or Spotify and leave a review. A good one would be fabulous. Subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't already. Through Fabulously Delicious, you can manger, which is French for eating, by the way, your way through fabulous French food and learn all about it. You can also experience the best of French cuisine and culture by checking out my Instagram at Andrew Pryor Fabulously or YouTube for cooking and traveling tips at youtube.com forward slash Andrew Pryor. And of course, subscribe to Fabulously Delicious wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. And remember, as I always say, my motto is whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.